0: Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here for the all new, exciting new format uh, of the show. So this is going to be our What We've Been Watching, uh, where we are going to discuss the things that we've been watching and not have to try and rush it into the beginning of the episode. Um, Also, I don't know how horror it's all going to stay. We're going to do our best, but we shall see. But in exciting news before that, Adam has been working his little socks off, um, collecting up all of your listener requests for Listener Request Month um, and putting them all onto a massive, he's got, I know you can't see it because it's a podcast, right? but he's got a huge two-foot wheel behind him with all of the films all pinned to it and one of those magical spinny bald things like they used to have on Wheel of Fortune. And he's going to do that for us live on air, right now, to choose the film. So, Adam, over to you in the studio.
1: Yes, that's right, folks. I'm here in my gold lame jacket, and we've got... (laughs) Have have we got films for you? (laughs) So... Just to let everyone know, the films that we have had, uh, the films that uh, suggestions for the films to watch, we had 100 Monsters from Claire, The Asphyx from uh, Moss Isley Happy Hour, uh, Moss Isley Happy Hour's very own Wesley. Uh, Joe Watson came in with Braindead. Classic. Uh, Adam Law came in with The Company of Wolves. Ooh. Um, Bobby of the Not For Everyone podcast asked for Horror Express. Uh, Former guest Manny asked for Malignant. Uncle Dave asked for The Pit and The Pendulum.
0: Oh, Uh, amazing. uh,
1: Former guest Dean asked for The Toxic Avenger.
0: Yes. Uh.
1: And Lead Belt Art asked for Wild Zero. So that is a, um, mm.
2: a no. I nice, think it is. Nice that is a very good list. But I'm pretty yeah. sure I only recognise Brain Dead. You know, I sort of have a sense you might have mentioned some of these before. I kind of remember a very long time ago, Lee. You might have talked about the Toxic Avenger. Yes, I, I
0: love those trauma. Mm. And, I, and well, we, that... were watch, um, we were gonna oh, watch. We weren't gonna watch Toxic Avenger. We were gonna watch Class of Newcomer. Wasn't it?
1: Um, yeah, that was that was that was that was part of the the reason Dean suggested because it was like we haven't done any trauma yet, so mm. you know you, you know what? to. That is an
0: that amazing album. list. There isn't a film in there that I would really <laughs> readily watch, and the last one I haven't even heard of, so that's that's exciting. So I'll have to check. Wild, that.
1: Wild Zero, I've uh, I remember hearing about. I too have never seen it, but it's basically a Japanese punk horror movie. Uh, mm-hmm. about a band who get involved with all kinds of weird nefariousnesses. Is, is. So, well, yes. So this could, I'm watching that. <laughs> that. this Well, I mean, this is the thing. This could be an absolute welcome horror. So, well done. Well done, everyone. Uh, yeah. I'm, just to, I'm just going to move on to my... Uh, where are we? Uh, get on to my dirty wheel of justice. And here we now. go yeah we're loading now and oh you've gone all the way down there have you right that's typical So, normally <laughs> <laughs>
0: there
1: we go right so and first off we've got <laughs> Whoa! Horror Express. Hey. Ooh. Which? Yep. So that is from
2: so is, Uncle, is Uncle up
1: Bobby over on the Not for Everyone. So that is uh, that will be uh, Cushing and Lee on Ooh, a train yeah. with an alien yeti that sucks your brains, <laughs> and then and then about two thirds of the way in, Telly Savalas turns up and just steals the film,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, apparently from another film. So that should be, that should be, that's one I thought we've been, we've needed to cover at some point anyway. So, and here we go with the second. And. The pit and the pendulum. So that is uncle Dave's suggestion. The pit and the pendulum. Now. I would definitely say that. Thank you to everyone for yeah. your suggestions. Congratulations Absolutely. to Bobby. Congratulations to Dave. I'm, I'm just, of- I just
2: need to check though the Pitch and pendulum. Looks like there's a few different versions.
1: Uh, he asked for the Vincent Price uh, Roger Corman Price. So uh, that, one.
2: That's likely to be on that's the older the
1: sixty. Oh, I see.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 63 Yeah,
0: four.
1: Sixty
2: one, It looks like. Wow. Ah. Okay. But uh, yes, wrong. but mm.
1: but please be aware, folks, that all of your suggestions are definitely going to be going onto our list anyway, because <laughs> the there's so there's so much good stuff there. You have suggested so many great films, and I mean, for example, I mean Joe Joe Watson came, it came was the first one who came in and he asked for Brain Dead, and it was like shit. Mm. We haven't even done any Peter Jackson. No. And that is very that is very remiss to remind people that oh yeah, he's not just Lord of the Rings.
2: So, <laughs> Although I mean, you could you could probably get Lord of the Rings into horror. It's it's definitely I got know. a lot of horror aspects to it.
0: It's closer it def- to horror than some of the things I've got on the list that I might. <laughs> <in>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there we go. So Horror Express and The Pit and the Pendulum will be mm-hmm. our. Uh, episodes coming up in July. And like I say, um no doubt the rem- the remaining seven will also be coming up because yeah, they are some crackers there. Yeah. Really are.
0: Thank you so much to everyone who reached out to us. We uh, yeah we we really appreciate it. We said let's do listener request month and then off air we suddenly went I hope we get some requests. We'll look really stupid if no one said anything. <laughs> And That's then we'd angry. have to start. these a are all on holiday this
1: week, we're fucked. Um, then we just have to start putting in different things. i so just putting in false ones ourselves. So uh, yeah. this was this was suggested by P. Lauter. Yeah.
0: and uh, <laughs> Tadamayomas has come up with this one. Well, and Chris, a fantastic you, suggestion from Kempston Joystick there. <laughs> and and
1: Chris. We did see your suggestion for Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say that we are banned because we are not technically audience, so we can't request. But equally, it's Requiem for a Dream, mate. It ain't, it ain't uh, happening. I was it's
2: thinking that wasn't the only reason it was banned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to quote um, to quote John Waters' his dad, uh, it was
0: good, but I'm glad I never have to watch it again. <laughs> Oh Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right. So <laughs> onto, onto this evening's uh, what we've been watching. Uh, what we're going to do is we are going to go in a circular fashion. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start with... Wait, go on, Chris. You sound like you're going
2: to... I was thinking more triangular, but yeah.
0: What, what I meant was we're not going to take... No, I'm not going to do all my films. And then add a mm. so what we're going to do is Chris is going to do a film. Or a watch and then Adam is going to do a watch and then I will do a watch and we will go round until the timer runs out or, uh, yeah, we all get bored. Yeah. There
2: we go. We're falling asleep.
1: This sounds not unlike a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we will shoot a villager on the hour every hour until... You until you either acquiesce to our demands or we run out of villages.
0: So. <laughs> oh, that's the point. Squid Game didn't even make it onto my list. I watched all of that this week and it was bloody good. Um, yeah. Oh, it is, it's a it's a cracker. Also, oh my god, poor bloody Alley. Yeah, oh, poor Alley. Ah, oh,
1: but anyway,
0: yeah, well, great. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Yes, so we won't get into that. So, Chris, oh, I get to go
2: first. Watched? I'm, I'm launching off with my biggest watch probably out of this list. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I've been running up that hill. <laughs> and not not just because I've just visited Wales and they have really quite large hills, also known as mountains. <laughs> I've actually been watching Stranger Things and yeah, also listening to a lot of that song until I realized the entire world went mad on that song and it got into like number one. Yeah. And somehow that put me off a little bit. I felt I can't join in with everyone. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just no, I,
1: sound like me, mate. You can't, I know, you can't,
2: I know. I, I, I actually thought that. I actually felt like I am channeling Adam here. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, so so Stranger Things Season 4, I, I was a little hesitant at first. I was like, oh, is it going to be as good? Now, I, I think some people perhaps... Didn't like season two and three as much as season one. I mean, season one did just, you know, blast out of nowhere and grab us all by its 80s aesthetic and pretty original story, really. Um, While also lots of nods to, you know, previous films. And especially, and this is where I had real hesitation with this, because Robert England is in it. And uh, have we mentioned spoilers? Oh, no. Oh, yes.
1: Uh Spoilers what? and
2: swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of <fun>. of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I thought, oh, are they going to pull that off? A, a, a Freddy? Like, how close is it going to be to Freddy? Um, and yeah, I would say fantastic job. Once again, blending horror with adventure, uh, comedy, uh, an amazing 80s feel, great style, excellent acting. Again, lots of children who are getting older now, um, but still they've all got the charm.
0: Yeah, we we said the same. So so we've just watched it as well. Yeah, and it is, mm. it is far more horror than any of the previous seasons. Yeah, but we yeah. said that it was it's only season four. But when it because of their age, when it flashes back to them in season one, my God, mm. they look young. Yeah, God, they've changed so much in four years. But I suppose. Going from, you know, sort of pre-teen to
2: mid-teen. Yeah, definitely. It can be a big difference. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so one of the other things that I sort of noticed going through, and I guess they really made it clear towards the end, was this um, idea of sort of who is good and who's bad. And it's that's especially the case with Eleven, in that she's really trying to figure out who is she. So it's it's sort of like a hero's journey, but does it turn out that she's actually, you know, just evil? and she just doesn't remember properly
0: i've just realized sorry i've just remembered of course we are two episodes behind in the uk are we still uh, two episodes ah. behind so it's nine it's nine episodes in the season i believe and I only put seven of them up on netflix
2: they yeah wait, it, wait, wait.
0: In the us so there's two more oh, okay. to come so if you've seen the end don't tell me because i'm still on seven episodes. no
2: no yeah so i'm on seven but i thought i just saw earlier it said something like um, sort of sneak preview of Volume Two coming out on, I think, second of July. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that's
0: what I mean. So they released it all in the, they released the first seven episodes and held back the last two. Ep- I think there's only two more. But episodes. they're
2: calling it Volume Two, and it's just two episodes. Okay, yeah.
0: Possibly. I think there's only two more on IMDb when I looked. So that might have changed. Oh, okay. But um, but yeah, that was a bit annoying. So America got the mm. whole thing in one go, and then they yeah, that's part of it. And I was like. Well, lucky
2: I don't go on social media much anymore. Otherwise, I would probably have had it spoiled. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely liked this this sort of thread of uh, of what's good and evil. And you know, I mean, they even with <clears throat> say with Lucas joining the the sort of jocks, hmm. and he's he's trying to decide. Oh, you know, like these respect me. These think a lot of me, whereas my friends they're not quite. And especially with um, Max. You know, because she's obviously going through a lot of difficulties. Mm. So yes, yeah, that sort of growing up, and yeah, where do I fit in? What what decisions do I need to make? Who do I side with? Um, oh, on particularly, uh, what's his name? Um, Paul Riser Riser from Aliens. He played Burke in Aliens.
1: Hmm. Oh uh, yes.
2: Yeah, and and is Riser okay? Um, and he's he's evil in that, although you don't realise it. Until it sort of unfolds and he's getting worse and worse pretty much. And so, yeah, in this, it, I wasn't entirely sure. At first I thought, well, yeah, he seems like he's being good. But then it's not entirely clear. Then he argues with Brennan. it just, yeah, I, I thought there was a lot in it to hold my attention. Mm. And yeah, and nice little twists and some fantastic scenes. So excellent. I hope they carry on and do a season five
0: yeah i, I say i am in total agreement i um, yeah i, I really enjoyed it. I, I definitely found it way more horror than the previous mm. seasons yeah um, but yeah i think that, like you say chris i think they've they've gone back almost to that first season where they've kind of got all the balance right of like the mm. comedy and the horror and but there's enough character development and it all just sits so nicely um yeah, yeah it's just so watch and all the as you say like with lucas is like bringing the new characters in they fit in so well nobody yeah. like oh we've known these people for ages and now there's these well, d- we need to bolt
2: on them. a few more yeah
0: but yeah like they all just come together so nice yeah. and so brilliantly written um yeah yeah
2: absolutely the kate bush yeah
0: excellent adam what would you like to talk about
1: Uh, Well, first up is one that was actually uh, something that uh, was a recommendation from Chris. Uh, So I have finally watched, and let's face it, this is going to sound quite some time now, but I've finally seen 1997's Starship Troopers. Yes, because we were talking about, um, I think it came up when we were talking about um, uh, Tokyo Gore Police. And we were yeah, saying about uh, like, yeah. the, the sort of side, you know, like the side bits and the cheerleading that felt a bit like Robocop. And then you mentioned mm. about the Starship Troopers. So, yes. So it was uh, it was cheap on Blu-ray at Sainsbury's. So I, thought Excellent. Have, so I thought I'd have that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I can now, because I never saw it, because I think a lot of people had sort of said it. it wasn't, gory didn't put me off because gory doesn't put me off. Yeah. But I think there were a lot of, I think there was a lot of sort of thing where it's like, oh, this is just nasty for nasty sake and everything. And it's like, no, I just don't think that the people who are watching it had watched many gory films.
2: Yeah. And also,
1: <laughs> you know, and, and weirdly enough, actually, one thing I will say with it is that sort of set what both effects wise. And I mean, obviously it's majority CGI but it still actually stands up quite well. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. sort of, it hasn't really lost anything in those sort of sense. I wonder and if that's the, because
2: the overall style does have that sort of humour layer within it.
1: Yeah. Cause that, that was the thing I got watching it is, is, I still, I think there's a, it's a weird one because I think there is the, what I can only describe as the Al Murray, the pub landlord effect <laughs> in so much as, I think there's a lot of people who watched it and got the satire of mm. like, you know, oh, well, here's America going to war. Well, uh, <laughs> the earth, but let's face it, it's America going yeah, to war.
2: Yeah.
1: And the fact that it sort of begats uh, a very high level of fascism within yourself to be jingoistic about war. Mm. But then I think there are a lot of people who were just like, yeah, USA! Or, <laughs> Where did Earth? who were just quite into it it's like yeah we would go and kick those fucking slimy bugs asses and we would yeah because we would be heroes and yeah i think it sort of verges on that sort of level of confusion where maybe it's sort of i'm not sure if the satire works entirely because i'm pretty sure there's a few people who read it as a straight (laughs) action film yeah yeah. yeah um but i mean it was i mean i really yeah i really i mean it's good cast i mean it was wonderful mm. to see michael ironside and even i cheered when michael ironside turned up with a false arm as <laughs> leading the troops you know and even, even though it was like the most sort of like crappy at like war like jingoistic war film sort of element because of that removed because it's set in space and everything you know it's mm. sort of it, it uh, but I still was like, hey, my eyes size turned up. He will kill him. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously Clancy Brown and so on and so forth. But I think, yeah, I was actually, I was really surprised sort of, like I say, that visually it stood up really well, um, even to this day. And, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And also there's a Bowie cover in there, which I was really shocked about because uh, the prom, there's mm. a cover of um, I Have Not Been to Oxford Town. But they, they, I think they could. might uh, have not been to Paradise or something like that. And but, yeah, oh, okay. which would have, which, which at the time would have only been two years old. So it was quite a sort of interesting little moment.
2: I have, um, have to listen to that song and then rewatch it again just to yeah, fully appreciate that.
1: But um, yeah, no, I thought that uh, uh, you know, I think that it sort of, it was definitely like, like I say, a fantastic parody of a war movie. Mm. Or uh, for those who of uh, who want that a jingoistic war movie. Well, <laughs> so yeah, so. but, yeah, um, quite possibly I'm for sure.
2: for a, for a, for a certain amount of Americans, definitely would be. Um, I but yeah, think, I, I, I suppose think,
1: I don't I don't think that's exclusively American. Well, no, I no. Want, no, I don't want to ba- I don't want to stick to bashing them because there's pre- there are plenty of people out there who no doubt do such things. And while well, I saw someone that. Uh, someone that I follow on Instagram, who'd put, put, put up a picture of uh, Boris Johnson on a bus stop with just this man is wanted for crimes against humanity, everything, and someone had written, um, and someone had felt the need to write underneath it in uh, in market pen, no, fuck off, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> and like, Yeah, in the same way that, I don't know, fucking Stiltskin's a legend, <laughs> you know. Seedy, horrible little goblin people. But, you know, sort of, um, but, <laughs> but I digress. So, but yeah, I, um, so thank you, Chris, because that was like, it's one of those ones where I'd sort of skirted around ever sort of watching. I was like, well, no, Chris definitely, you know, Chris has said that he enjoyed it and we were talking about like Robocop and stuff and everything. Yeah, so well, it. I
2: say, one, yeah once you'd said that and I realized it, that made a lot more sense, particularly with the adverts, but it just, it just <laughs> definitely captures a potential future for us
1: oh I, I, well I'm not even sure if it's a potential future now I think it's just I think it predicted now unfortunately yeah. <laughs> um, and actually the war cor- the war correspondent bits are just fantastic just because mm. it's the whole because it's it's the classic I mean we um, uh, as a side order to all this one of the, the thing that I've been consistently watching lately is um, I've been showing Claire drop the dead donkey and just re-watching that and that show again apart from the technology that's used in it really stands up. It's still funny. It still works as a comedy show and everything else like that. But it does have that element of Damien's repulsion from the day-to-day, where it's uh, from uh, from the, um, like, uh, on location, where it's just those things of, like, we're here alive, and the bug war, and then the bloke just gets a fucking yeah. like stalking tail through him and stuff like that. So, and also, I do, I do like a film that does have, unapologetic level of because that's the thing again I don't know what the business was because I can understand why it was off putting for people because they were probably like I think a lot of people might have read it the other way of like this is just a jingoistic war film with, and it's really gross <laughs> and it's like yeah you're not quite got the point but wasn't it funny yeah. when that <laughs> bloke got his brain blown out you know that's just <laughs> like, come on come on people line up so <laughs> so
0: thank you Chris that was a good recommendation
1: you're very
2: welcome
0: Excellent. Um, my first choice I'm going to mention. I mentioned it very briefly in a previous episode because I had a little bit of a rant about it, but I'm going to do it again anyway. Um, <laughs> so Morbius, I finally call. Mm. Um, yeah, let's th- get morbid. Uh, yeah, this film was problematic for me. Um, <clears throat> You'd
2: have to give a quick summary because I don't. I just know it's Marvel.
0: Yes, so it isn't full on Marvel. It's like okay. uh, the Venom. It's the same people, do
2: Venom and
1: stuff. So it's, it's the it's Sony. Sony owns yeah. certain ones.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, so it's not right. the MCU. No, it's not the yeah.
1: Marvel MCU okay. that like Disney affiliate. Well, Disney right. owned Marvel MCU. Yeah. No, it's Sony's. Like you say, okay. I think Venom and Morbius about it really. Oh, Ghost Rider, I think is so. then. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but I, I really enjoyed the Venom movies, so I was quite looking forward to this. Um, But it just fell apart at every. The, and the problem mm. is, it made me feel really uh, hypocritical because I am—I have become one of those people. I know we were talking previously off air about how little I hate leaving the house for longer than a couple of hours. <laughs> and yet like, the cinema has become part of that. It's like, oh, my God, every time a film comes out, it's got to be at least three hours long. So when oh. this came out and it was an hour and 45 minutes, I was like, lovely, in, tell a story, get out. But it just felt rushed. It felt like, right, and then he does this, and then he does that, and then he goes to this place. And, then, and I was just like, just slow down. Take a breath. But because they had to squeeze it all into an hour and 45, mm. it was just rushed and it was just scene into scene. And I was like, just just let something sit for a bit. Like, let me get my head around what's just happened before you jump into the next... Um, yeah, so that didn't work. Uh, As I said before, Matt Smith, for some reason, it was, it was <laughs> like they said to him, we can't decide on delivery. So what we'd like you to do is every can You try and deliver all your lines like, st- like Stephen Fry, for example, and then on every third one, can you be Dick Van Dyke from Mary <laughs> Poppins? And that is what his delivery was like the whole way. And I was like, a p- part of me was like, is this supposed to be like, um, like, a, like not schizophrenia, but like is it multiple personalities? Like mm. it, it's mm. something posh, is it's
1: it reflecting? like changes in him, like mood swings or something. Yeah, you know? but
0: no, it, it, it just doesn't
2: seem to be. <laughs> he
1: couldn't pick no, it's just, he, he kept, he kept mm. forgetting that he's meant to be Ray Winston.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and oh, it was just so, and like, it got to the point, it got through annoying to the point where I stopped paying any attention to the film and was just laughing at his performance terribly. So, sorry, Matt Smith. I, I know you're, you've done some great stuff, but this isn't one of them. Um, to, to be plant. on to be
1: honest outside of doctor who i haven't heard a great deal of praise for a lot of the stuff he's done
0: yeah it's a so shame that
1: that might have just been his key like he might have found his niche at 27 and he's now gonna to have to spend the next 50 years with people going well, It's just not all that is it yeah. of so, course <laughs> yeah it
0: is a shame um yeah, and I just, I found that, like, the whole superpowers and what happens if he does drink blood and what happens if he doesn't drink. Like, the whole thing was just really ill-defined and mm. chaotic. So, yeah, I just thought, it. and again, i I'd sat and watched the whole thing and then two days later I brought it up on IMDb and went, oh, yeah, Michael Keaton was in it. Like, I'd just forgotten an entire section of the It was just <laughs> really badly, because it rushed. Like all the kind of side ish stories were all just crammed into right, quick, quick, get through that, get through that. So you just forgot all about them. And it so you when you boiled it down, you were like, So he invented a thing and then he did a thing and then it killed some people. In credits. And I was like, oh So yeah, not a fan of that. But it's fine. They tried something new. No, I'm not upset with it. Um Chris. I have
1: to- but there is a thing going around at the moment where it's just Jared Leto saying, um, "It's impressive that you've managed to be in the worst of the DC and the Marvel
0: <laughs> film. So... It is true, and I, you know, the thing is, like, I don't think he's a terrible actor. I just, I don't. He's no, just a terrible person.
1: Let's, not uh, twice, yeah. that, could,
0: that could be it. I don't know anything but, about. But you.
1: Then you know, we 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 fought, we we can praise Tom Cruise's performance just just damn him in real life
0: yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um oh speaking of which i can't wait to see the new top gun because i've heard some really good things about it but i haven't yet so mm. so it's not on my what i've been watching
2: it, it took me I, when did the original top gun come, come out? sometime in the eighties.
0: ages eight,
2: eight, eight, five? Eight, four. I i didn't watch it till like 2015 i think
0: I saw it so, two years ago for the first time. Did you? <laughs> but I've not gone back and rewatched it. But I am going
2: Yeah, to... no, but it was way better than I expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too, I think. But I am definitely going to back to back when the new one comes out on mm. Blu-ray or streaming whichever comes out first. Uh, once yeah. I've got my hands on it, I will definitely be rewatching the original <laughs> first and then the following night I'll watch the new one. Adam doesn't look like he's going to even consider that.
2: Do, does it follow yeah. on then? I, I imagined it was a retelling. Right. No, no,
1: no. It's Tom, it's Tom Cruise and it is a sequel. Yeah. Oh, Tom okay. He's right. actually playing
2: uh, fair enough.
0: the same character. And yeah. Thank you, Matt Brick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excellent.
0: Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Chris. I keep trying to hand over to you. And then. <laughs> and then Sorry. Again. It's me as well. It's fine.
2: Chris. All right. Wouldn't it be funny if, if one of these files came alive? I am a file and you put documents <laughs> in me. Do, 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 a file. <laughs> you, you know, if it did a song. No, that sounds very boring.
0: What is happening? No. Have you been <laughs> Don't Hug
2: Me? Yes. yes. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, though, I did actually watch it. It was about like a day or two before... It one of you posted that it's been picked up by I think Channel Four.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm assuming are they are they actually just going to release the six episodes on Channel Four then?
1: I think they do. I think they're doing new stuff because I. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, well, that'd be good. I know that they post. I think that's like the um. Oh, I can't can't think of the creator's name for the life of me. Uh, Becky something. Hey, Becky,
2: yeah, I've got Becky um, in my mind
1: yeah um but uh yeah she posted that um they were working on new material quite a while back becky
2: sloan joseph pelling oh, baker terry it. yeah um
1: mm. but yeah okay. he said that she, they said they were working on um like new episodes quite a while back and then okay. yeah yeah just- saw this in the last couple of weeks and it's like mm. Ooh, okay yeah. so i presume it's going to be this this sort of like new stuff but additional to what they've already put out there i don't know mm.
2: uh, yeah well, that's great yeah I, I love it it's um it is almost i like it more again each time i watch it it's just i guess you see a bit more and it's mm. not it's not as good. like the first time you watch it it is kind of confusing you know, because you don't really yeah. know what to expect or what's going to happen. But yeah, it's just, it's great. They've well, captured some yeah. some great ideas.
1: Which is something that I think has been like, there was the recently um, Inside Number Nine's latest series finished and they had mm. uh, an episode which featured like a public information film in it. And oh, okay. that blended into the psychosis of one of the protagonists and it sort of Mm. and it had that same sort of feeling of don't hug me i'm scared where it's like oh this is something familiar but now it's being
0: distorted yeah yeah we uh, um that episode so i'm still on my not drinking on the bandwagon mm. And I'd been like three and a half months and we had a barbecue in the garden uh, a barbecue. So we had a bonfire in the garden and-, and Jennifer said, we got some homemade cider. So I was like, yeah, go on, let's have a drink. I'm like, a <laughs> three months. be great. So chugged away through the cider, a couple of beers, came indoors. Jennifer said, oh, there's an episode of Inside Number 9. Put it on. Yeah, it got about 10 seconds in. I went, yeah, I'm not watching this. Like this is <laughs> going to be one of those. Terrible, like ruins your evening ones, and I'm drunk mm. for the first time in three months. I was like, "I no, fuck <laughs> this off. We're not doing." Probably,
1: this. probably a wise decision to be yeah. honest. Yeah, so we
0: did go back to it the next night when I was sober, and I was like, "I'm so glad that would have just
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: bad." <laughs> well, not
1: only that, but also the trouble is by having that bad experience, you then got it reflected on an episode which is otherwise absolutely fucking brilliant, yeah, and so subtly done. Mm. What I liked about it is there wasn't, you know, precisely what's what's going on in terms of like, you know, what has been going on with him and his dad and stuff like that. But they didn't have to overdo that. They didn't have to put too much in or anything. And in a little off note, you know, there's the episode set in the classroom that was like, I think the second episode of this, the most recent series. Uh, If you look in the background, there's a Wise Old Owl poster. Oh, really? But, yeah, but apparently, Reese and Steve had nothing to do with it. It was the set designers knew that they were doing Wise Old Owl in something, so they made a Wise Old Owl poster, translated the warning into Welsh, and put it on the wall, and wow. Reese and Steve only found it when they got to the set. And it was like, that must be pretty fucking terrific when you, you know, the, the creative team, everyone's so... like into it that they're doing things like that that even they weren't aware of and yeah so
2: now i'm gonna have to catch up with this because uh winner of the the spin of horror film dave did put that in a comment something about a wise old owl for those you know who know about inside number nine so i'm gonna have to watch this and yeah see if i can piece together that cryptic
0: it's, it was again, it was just a. I know we're not sorry, we're going off slightly, but yeah, inside number nine this season has been absolutely amazing. Um, mm. yeah, that that episode, and they do every now and again, they do throw in a really dark, depressing episode, yeah, um, yeah. they're always brilliantly done, but they are the ones that I go, I'm skipping that when I we watch this <laughs> season. <laughs> they have their requiem for a dream moments.
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Chris's favorite, Chris's highlight. So you're you're Um, tempting
2: me. Uh, I'm going to have to do this.
1: Seriously, mate. Inside Number Nine is one of the finest and most consistent anthology series I have ever seen. Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: You know, I. I And it's weird because I mean, I love the Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, Out of Limits, Tales of the Unexpected, uh, Shadows, and all these various ones where it's like all these great anthology series, Mm -hmm. but Inside Number Nine for a show that is written by two people and essentially stars two people Mm. regularly is probably one of the best anthology shows that's been, frankly.
2: Is is it something like, because they do such extremes from funny to dark, and then like you also said, they're very good at subtlety. So it's sort of got Mm. such a mixture.
1: Yeah, it really, really works. And the best thing about it is, is that as in a weird way is you get away from that. You get away from thinking about the twist because the tone
2: Mm. of the thing could
1: be different. Sometimes it's a comedy. Sometimes it's Mm. a really thrilled farce. Sometimes Mm. it's witty. Sometimes it's dark as fuck. You know, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily put next to each other but Mm. that but it has that that feeling of a really good like short story collection or something like that you know where it's like you can and there's a weird there's a sort of weird consistency one of the things that about it is definitely the music yeah Mm -hmm. um because the, the, it's the guy who did, uh, Christian Henson, who did Triangle. And I hadn't
2: all actually two right,
1: yeah. and two together until we covered Triangle. But mm. yeah, he he writes, like he's done all the music for Inside Number Nine. But I've seen, like heard interviews with him and he's like, well, what I do is is I try and get the the essence of the piece. But also sometimes I go into misdirection because I know that, You know, if you go into something putting big gothic horror sounds on it, but you're only going to reveal at the end that there's a supernatural element to this story, you know, you have to sort of, in a weird way, you have to play the deceit game with them. I mean, certainly, I mean, certainly, I think it's even if we did it as an offshoot, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I would happily re watch any of Inside Number Nine. So it's definitely, definitely worth checking out, Chris.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, amazing show, always. Um, sorry, how did we get into inside number nine? That wasn't anyone's from, choice, was it? No, it was from "Don't
1: Hug Me, I'm Scared."
2: We got <laughs> hugged and scared, and <laughs> inside number nine turned up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So, also, thank you very much to Adam Laws, I believe it was, who um, who sent me the "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" thing. Uh, okay, I shared it on the group. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not uh, from yeah. um, Adam,
2: what else? Yes. You
1: think? Um, <laughs> next up, next up, I'm going to talk about a film I haven't seen. I think you may have, Lee. 1973 um, mm-hmm. is the House in Nightmare Park with
0: um, Frankie yes. Howard. Yeah, yes. shot at uh, Oakley Court.
1: Yeah, that's why I assumed you would have seen it more than anything else. I know, and <laughs> I know, I know court is a favourite of yours, but um, yeah, directed by Peter Sykes, who did sort of episodes of *The Avengers* and *To the Devil a Daughter*, and Step-Town Sunride* again. So you know, there's there's a very heavy crossover in the sixties and seventies of that. Yeah, where it's like it's like it's like Hammer films also doing the *On the Buses* movies, and you're like, I'm not sh- I'm not quite sure, but anyway. Um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that with, um, like I say, with Frankie Howard, and I'd never seen it before, but it was just cheap on uh, Blu ray and in HMV, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, oh, finally, I'll give it a punt because it was one of those things I'd seen on, like, inside the sleeves of videos for Ealing comedies. That was one of the things that was in there. And it was always like, oh, I must watch that and never, never got round to again and again and again. But actually, it's a pretty good uh pretty good little movie that is i
0: really enjoyed it i really liked it like i just I, I think frankie howard is one of those people i like i like when i see him but i normally see him on like variety stuff and i was like mm, what is an hour and a half of frankie howard in a vague haunted house movie going to be like well uh, you know uh, uh, they're all brought to the house and people are being bumped off to, um I, I thought
1: he was fantastic in it. I really, really enjoyed it. He really, and you've got Ray Milland in there, Hugh Burden as the um, the sort of petulant, one of the petulant brothers, mm. who just spends the whole time going, You swine! <laughs> <You> just. <laughs> um, but also the, um, and also that really, because there's there's an element of it, it reminded me of the old dark house. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah. Where that it's like, is... you know, you yeah. just sort of like, is it? It's a house full of eccentrics and you've just got to work out, well, you've bumped in everyone off.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, funnily enough, I uh, we watched it and then uh, I showed Claire carry on screaming uh, because she'd genuinely, genuinely never seen it. And she wasn't watching the horror films with us when we first started Welcome to Horror obviously mm-hmm. we would watch them together as like you know we were watching them together in uh, in your screen really yeah. like all those all those many moons ago. Um and it was like no I've got to show you this because it and it's like and yeah and it's it's interesting to show it to someone who's genuinely never seen never seen it at all. Not sort of familiar from childhood or whatever yeah. like that. And you know I think I think Claire found that it really stood up and actually mm-hmm. And actually when you watch it, it is unlike a, you know, I don't think it sort of, it treads the right lines hmm. of carry on films where some, some of them just get sort of basically, this is one that you could still show now and it doesn't feel, you know, it hasn't got outrageously appalling attitudes towards women necessarily yeah. or, yeah. you know, sort of like extremely dodgy, you know, people, uh, white
0: people portraying ethnic minorities mm. or sort of stuff like yeah. that. So Terrible characterizations yeah. of homosexuality, like a lot mm. of those yeah. things. Yeah, it's just sort of,
1: yeah, it's a fairly sort of, you know, it, it, it can still work. Yeah. And I, st- I still maintain its charm is probably, and it's, it pains me to say, because I, si- I love Sid James, but I think the fact that Harry H. Corbett takes the Sid James role in that mm. clearly is what makes a difference because mm. I think he's just but um, but anyway, but yeah, so House by Nightmare Park House in Nightmare Park, a very old film that I have finally seen, but I did actually rather enjoy. And I would definitely say, I mean, Frankie Howard fans, it's an obvious one, but I think anyone, you know, like I say, something like Carry On Screaming or whatever like that, it's mm. definitely in that sort of wheelhouse of and it's also that lovely thing of you know, someone just coming in and taking the piss and cracking jokes the whole time at a absurd or, you know, something that would probably be, have to be played seriously if it wasn't for the fact that you've got Frankie Howard as your main protagonist. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot, a lot of sort of, you know, so it's that sort of Agatha Christie, weird family sort of thing, yeah, old dark house, murderer locked in the attic sort of thing. And um, yeah, I think, and also a genuinely eerie dance number, which is just mm. sort of just sort of like one of those things where it's like, right, okay, so this was funny, but this is just genuinely unsettling. If this was in <laughs> another film, this was in another in non-comedy film, this would be the one of the bits that everyone highlighted of what the fuck was happening then. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, no, I uh, did rather, did rather enjoy The House in Nightmare Park.
0: Certainly did fantastic very glad to hear it um my next one uh, is also a suggestion from one of the team almost this is my birthday present from adam um i i haven't watched the special uh the special episode that wasn't part of the series but was in there um yet but i watched uh, adam what? got me nigel Neal's beasts the tv series from 1976 Mm. Ah yes, and I'm I'm glad I watched it. Um, I think most of the episodes are terrible, but I really, (laughs) but 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 but, like and that but what I loved was they are such mental outlandish ideas. I started Mm. everyone going, "What could this possibly be about?" The first one. Because they played out of order in the DVD. Um, mm. If you look on IMDb, they're in a different order, but I'm glad they were in the order they were. Um, so the first episode is by far the best, which is uh, a couple move into a, uh, an old uh, farmhouse <coughs> and find uh, like an urn with an, a nondescript creature inside it um, and things start happening in the house. And it was That's fantastic. Hillary
1: is a homunculus.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so that that was fantastic. And then the next one after that is one of the guys from the professionals trying to open a mucky cinema that is haunted by the ghost of a dolphin.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that one is even even, even by my standards that one's pretty fucking outlandish <laughs> and just very strange.
0: And you then follow that up with the episode, which is Pauline Quirk. Is it Pauline Quirk? I think
1: it's Pauline. Quirk.
0: Yeah, it's Pauline Quirk. Working in a a terrible supermarket um, with poltergeist activity, um, all directed at the staff. And uh, Michelle from EastEnders is in it. Like, and they, again, like it's. It was pretty terrible, but I loved it because it's, I, I think for people, I think if you showed it to somebody now who didn't grow up with 70s and 80s TV, mm. they'd be like, this is dire. But I think for us, this all feels like a mental episode of Coronation Street, which is why I just yeah. loved it. It starts off so kind of kitchen sink and normal, and then it's like, but he is injecting himself with the blood of wolves. <laughs> yeah, He's doing Fucking what? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh yeah. I really enjoyed it in a in a progressively mental way. Uh,
1: yeah. No, I think I know what you mean. In terms, because it's that because it's that LWT shot on video sort of look to it. Yeah. So it does have that sort of, you know, if you showed it to someone now, they probably wouldn't get past those production values. Hmm. Um, but also, have but that that have you watched after? So have you seen after Barty's party? Yes, the with the uh, couple and the rats. Yes, because
0: that—that's that, fucking. True. That was a. <laughs> you know what? That was such a good. Um, you like I can imagine that being a play. It's like the whole mm. thing is just in one room with two yeah. actors, uh, and and it's. Yeah, it's that it held up... Really, that's, that's why I thought that was a perfect closing one, actually, because mm. the first one and the last ones were the best. And the ones in there the were yeah. hilariously mental. So I enjoyed them all, but for totally different reasons. Yeah. I enjoyed two of them because they were genuinely sinister and the others because they were just batshit. Um, but, yeah, so all in all, that was a fun week and a half, working my way through them. So thank you very much. Oh, Adam. I'm glad, man. Well, I'm glad. Um, Chris... Back to you. The clock is ticking.
2: What do you have? Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Um. So I went a bit further back in time than I tend to Uh. after a discussion of which John Carpenter films I think are, are maybe not good. I can't quite remember what oh, the, the premise boys, of that was. The
0: boys from Not For Everyone yeah. asking what is the shittiest John Carpenter? Uh, okay, movie. yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, but fortunately, out of that came a recommendation to watch "They Live," and I'm going to have to say that it was like a revelation when I saw the scene. Um, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Uh, I'm all out of bubble gum, you know, and he yep. proceeds to kick ass, right? But yeah, I had no idea that it came from this, and so that was a, a wonderful surprise when I saw that. And uh, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. I mean, I guess he's mostly called Roddy Piper, but yeah. He did a great job acting this. I mean, I didn't realise he was an actor um, or I don't know if it is. Has he even done anything else? He's in
1: an, he's in another not-for-everyone
2: oh, okay. uh,
1: film um, called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah, Which, which <laughs> is... <laughs> that, like, that,
2: sound, that sounds like it should be.
1: Which which is somewhere between <laughs> Mad Max and Howard the Duck. Okay. But Rowdy Roddy Piper is one of the few potent men on the planet. <laughs> and so uh, lots of women are trying to have sex with him, but he's in an electronic chastity belt that will explode if anyone tries to get his
2: goods. I think um, I might have to stick this on a list of oh, mate, mate, it's, to watch.
1: yeah, it's yeah, watch. Hell, Hell Comes to Frogtown is mm. pure entertainment. <laughs> but but yeah. I think no, Rowdy Roddy Piper is actually a very good actor. I mean... Yeah. The half of wrestling certainly mm, like, you know, yeah, like yeah. is that sort of you've got to be able to inhabit the character and do
2: Definitely, the yeah. shit
1: talking and the bits around it's not just mm. you're a stuntman so you can do the sort of the rough shit yeah. you actually have not to sort of be able to I mean you know you're not necessarily doing fucking soliloquies but you've got to be able to sort of sell it and yeah.
2: that you
1: do
2: yeah. yeah. yeah the entertainment value it, it just fits in this so well um, so yeah, I mean, I can definitely see how this film is is still a valid film to watch today. You know, I mean, it's a bit out there, but there's, it's a great concept. I, th- and,
1: I yeah. think the only the only thing I find with They Live now is I think if I watch it again it is a, if when I watch it next because it ain't gonna, It's not a matter of if, it's when I watch it next. I think you, I, you're going to have to
2: show Ted one day.
1: Oh yeah, but I, yeah, I'll just say this is what this is what daddy used to do yeah He used to kick ass and chew bubble gum unfortunately i ran out of asses, so I'm just, eating, I'm just eating bubble gum now but, but but um yeah um there is a part of me that does however worry how many people who are now like yeah and that's why i didn't want to wear a mask because i'm like john nada and that's why i stormed the capital of <laughs> you know, dress the fucking buffalo because I'm the hero against these aliens. Mm. You know, mate. Sorry, I remember when left wing people were conspiracy theorists. So, <laughs> but no, it's. I mean, it's a terrific, uh, and mm. uh, Keith David's really great in it as well. I oh, don't. Um, I mean, he's a great actor anyway, and also one of the finest fucking voices on the planet. Yeah. But. Um, but also, you you also get the because I remember the first time I watched it, just that thing of, fuck me, this is going on a bit long, isn't it? When it's the the sort of pseudo wrestling fight scene where you it's there's an element where you're like, you've got Randy Roddy Piper in there, so fair enough, yeah. You know, fans of Roddy Piper are going to want to see him having a grapple. But at what point would you just go? This bloke's knocking the fuck out of me. I'm going to put the glasses on, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a lot quicker than Keith David manages.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that's a fair point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what we said actually, you saying about wrestlers in films? Um, I I wasn't going to bring it up today, but I have just finished watching the first series of Peacemaker, um, the spin-off oh. from hmm. Suicide Squad with John Cena. He is amazing, and he the whole cast in that it's got um uh, one of the actors from *Oranges the Blue* black in there as well. Which uh, one she's one of my favourites from the show. Um, but yeah, again, that's really worth watching. And again, for a man who gets punched in the face for a living, uh, I think he actually does a really good job of comedy well, timing. Well, look at The Rock became the fucking yeah.
1: biggest leading man on yeah, the planet right for the past mm. ten years. You know, and again, and that's—I mean, you know—he genu- and he genuinely can cut it in most stuff. He can do action, he can do comedy, he can do—you know—I mean, if like even—it's um, not what—it's not one that a lot of people love, but Southland Tales, I think, is fucking great. Mm. And it's sort of yeah. So there's no—I mean, it's, it's mm. very easy to dismiss because they're not all. It's not going to be not every one of them is going to be Suburban Commando. Yeah. Or or in or in. Or indeed Hulk Hogan's sex tape, you know, which is probably his <laughs> finest performance. <laughs> what he says to a thank you, brother at the end. That's yeah. the best bit. <laughs> nice. Oh,
0: I'm glad you finally saw that, though, Chris. That's uh, oh, so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam, final move, final watch. Oh, final watch. Okay, yeah. Final
1: if we, watch. If we oh, final watch. Right. Well, I am going to have to go with a genuine, genuine horror film. Uh, I watched two two uh, uh 2021's Shepherd, um, starring uh, Tom Hughes and Kate Dickie. Now, Kate Dickie obviously was the mum in the Witch, and uh, yeah. and turns up in so many fucking cracking films, and is very good in this as possibly something other than what she appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually mentioning the witch is sort of quite apposite because it has, it has a feel somewhat of the lighthouse. Basically this okay. guy, there's, a guy, there's a guy whose wife has died and the point of the film is you trying to ascertain quite what has happened, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, and He sort of like he goes to his mum, and his mum was very disapproving. And it's basically, well, you walked out on me and your dad to go off with her, and now you've come crawling back to me that she's you know, she's dead and she was horrible, blah blah blah. So he then takes himself off to uh, become a shepherd on an island, like a a Scottish island, like a tiny Scottish island. Mm. And it's basically he goes to live in a tiny house on there. There's like there's there's a phone, there's barely any electricity. Yeah. And, and actually, no, there's no electricity, there's a phone, there's oil lamps are plenty, as they say. Mm. And it's him and his dog, and basically shit goes down. On the, the only other thing on the island is a lighthouse, which is automated but gently Mm. just tolls all the way through. And it's like, it's basically a series of weird and disturbing events happen as he is, uh, as he's sort of like, as he's there with the loneliness slowly getting to him and everything else like that. And there seems to be the possible element that as he's, letting go of his wife you know not not like he's not sort of becoming he's losing his sort of like he can't move on yeah Mm. but as he's sort of seeking closure the island seems to reward him in certain ways but Uh. equally but equally as he any time that he regresses things get pretty fucking horrible and um yeah it's definitely worth a look it's like without a shadow of a doubt it's a film that wears the influence of a24 on its sleeve it Mm -hmm. has that sort of a feel maybe not up to i mean certainly not up to the par of say the lighthouse or something like you know but certainly i you know i can see that this is something that is of of modern horror yeah. And certainly the interesting thing is with it as well is that it sort of... Because he's in this cut-off position, it could be any time from, like, the 1940s onwards. It is set in the present day, but there is nothing there that disputes that fact, as it were. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of... It feels quite old-school in that sense. And the certainly the house is... I mean, it is dilapidated. It's not just; it's fallen into disrepair. This is he is essentially squatting, but mm. it's no, definitely. I would definitely. I mean, definitely say worth a watch. And as I say, Kate Dickey is always fucking great, yeah. and she was re- she's really good in this and really fucking sinister. Mm. Um, and um, but yeah, it's um, and uh, his mum's played by. Uh, Greta Scacchi and I did not recognise her because <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen her in anything. But yeah, and I will just because compl- I was like, I fucking know her. And then you IMDb, and it's like, oh, it's Greta Skacki. Oh, bloody hell! Okay. No, I that. So, um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely one uh, one worth checking out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Excellent. excellent.
1: Cool. Uh,
0: I will do my. Final watch. Uh, I'll keep it nice and brief. So this isn't horror, but it is horror adjacent, and we have discussed it previously on the show when it was first um, mentioned that it was coming out. Um, so I finally caught up with Paramount Plus's Halo TV show. Oh yeah. Um, I I I've still got two episodes to go, so I've not completed it yet. So I can't I can't give a full judgment. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think, Chris, for you particularly, I think anyone who mm. liked Firefly and... Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, oh, okay. What was the other thing? Oh, I can't remember now. Uh, there was another sci-fi one a few years back. It was a bit... Sort of, oh, okay? No.
2: Battlestar Galactica.
0: That's it, Battlestar Galactica. I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, it's very much in that... Vein. okay so, yeah uh yeah so it obviously it Wait, so, do
2: you actually see them go up in to space as well so or is that just is, like drop ships
0: on the halo um so it's all set on other planets where mm. um the uh, spartans have been dropped in order to fight the aliens but okay there's um, uh, people don't believe that the aliens are real and think that mm. uh, it's basically, it's like an empire thing. So they're like, the empire is taking over using. Yeah. The
2: okay. To control. There aren't yeah. really,
0: any aliens. So they have mm. to keep going and fighting the aliens, but people were treating them like shit because they think mm. there aren't any. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it is less... Is
2: it better than Red versus Blue?
0: It's yeah, Actually, yeah. And I'm, That was what I meant. I was like, did we some Halo on the show? Yeah. Because I, I ended up watching Red versus Blue. Uh, yeah. No, it's, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, no, Halo is really good. It's well worth a go. It's... Yeah, it's got some really good action sequences, fantastically cast, few people in mm. it that I like, recognised. I was glad to see again in other stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I won't go on about it too much because it isn't horror. Yeah, it I think for any of our listeners, it's it's probably pretty much in their wheelhouse. So I will mm. check that out.
2: Yeah, um, great. Right.
0: Oh, uh, also on that, did you see, I know I'm probably the only one who's excited by this and I'm probably on a list somewhere for being a 40-year-old man who's excited by this, but the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 dropped yesterday. And I'm really <laughs> excited about that.
1: <laughs> to, to be honest I think I think you're in the age range that is the most excited about that because <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know I don't know if, the, young, I don't know if the, 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 the much younger generation are that aware to be honest mm. but yeah no I saw the um, I saw that um, uh, like the poster and trailer and everything so, yeah. was
2: was hocus pocus mostly a comedy
0: yeah, it's, it's a Disney,
2: yes. Disney kids film, a set at Yeah, Yeah, I just I couldn't quite remember if it was like drama or comedy. So I'd nearly started watching The Craft.
1: Oh, the yeah. remake or the, the original?
2: Ah, uh, I didn't know it was a remake. Yeah, and I saw the original listed and I thought, oh, I not sort of remember that. And I, I quite like Feruza Balk. I mean, I, I loved her in... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Sorry. yeah. Like, um, but when she hasn't done a lot, I guess, that I know of. She stopped acting, perhaps, but returned no, uh, um, to still us was
1: acting. But I think there was an element of blacklisting after the Island of Doctor Um, But that's a whole other okay. story though, because we, we basically... can
2: cover that one day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no. So, so I was thinking. I kind of don't know. I'd probably mix those two up, but I'm assuming they're kind of quite different.
0: Very different. So, yeah. okay. The craft is very aimed at like. Teenagers, I'd say, and he's yeah. probably it's a, a quite teen horror, quite
2: dark. Yeah, okay.
0: Whereas Hocus Pocus is just a Disney, a f- like
2: fun family, like yeah.
1: a
0: Bedknobs
2: and Broomsticks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, end of the spectrum mm. rather than
1: okay, sort of, you no know, carry.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just like, I think it's one of those. I think one of the things Disney do do particularly well is like catching like the Disney Christmas films feel proper Christmas. And I think Hocus yeah, Pocus yeah. catches that Massachusetts Halloween, you know, in the, in the fall and just going trick or treat And it just catches that so well. And then, yeah, they just put three of the most hilarious witches in it. Um, yeah, and I, I just... I think the only thing I don't like about that film is, like we said earlier there's a dance number in the middle of it, for mm. no reason whatsoever, which I skip every time I watch it. Um, Cause I love that. That's,
1: and- that's the, that's the thing you have to put up with, with Disney though. There's going to be a chair. Yeah. yeah. The
0: only,
1: the only film that doesn't <laughs> subscribe to that is, um, the emperor's new groove, which is why it's fucking brilliant.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And the Munsters looks like it's coming along nicely. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, there's, have they released a teaser for it now, haven't they?
0: They have. It's very brief, yeah. nice,
1: but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I presume he's aiming for October with that as well. Yes. So it will make re- sense.
0: Yeah. But then again, does he want to go up against Hocus Pocus too? I mean... <laughs> it's a tough one
1: um, well, it, it depends actually because both of them have a legacy audience Yeah, but possibly the monsters
0: might have a greater one yeah mm. it could well be right um, anyway right so thanks ever so much for listening everybody uh, go and check out all the things that we've been discussing <laughs> uh, and also I'll keep you busy Apart from the ones that obviously we said will wank. Don't go and watch the ones that are winning. Don't go and watch Morbius because you're wasting your time. Um, uh, so next month, as we said, we'll be listener request month. Uh, so we are going to be going with Horror Express and The yep. p- Pendulum. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the rest of those films are definitely going on a list. We can uh, either we can add them into the draw for the next month or... I mean, either way, they're all going on the list of stuff we need to watch. Yeah. We'll we'll be
1: working our way through them. I mean, the list ever expands. One day the list will end, and then so will the podcast. So thank you for continuing this Sisyphean effort of, Mm. you know, we'll just keep rolling this boulder up the hill of podcasts. (laughs) There we go.
0: (laughs) go uh yes and we will be back again for that and then so we'll do those two episodes and then we'll be back to uh, what we've been watching again so uh thanks very much for listening everyone and good night good night Bye.